What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Wow, I think like the I I've been enjoying the thrice weekly podcast so much that this time when there was a bit of more of a gap between our midweek and end of week podcast, I feel a bit of withdrawal, man. There's something missing, right, from from your weekly. Yeah, there's something missing. Diet. Yeah, exactly. Because this podcast has become such a cathartic thing for me, right? That it actually helps me calm, calm the fuck down, man. Yeah, and uh, and and I think like everyone gets bombarded with so much news these days. Yeah, it's kind of just the process of just deciding what you want to talk about is a uh, is actually you know it's quite calming also, that right? That at the end of the day, there's only that many ty- things in the world that you can give a shit about, lah. Oh, is it? For me, deciding it is always like, oh, shit, that's, what are we going to talk about? Is there something to debate? Is there a story behind this? Once we decide, then I have a sense of calm. Then. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. I mean, the equivalent, but, right? You know, like, uh, for you, you don't need tabs. For me, the, hmm. the number of stories we can tell is like multiple tabs. And when I'm flicking from tab to tab, that's when I get anxious. But when I settle on a tab... Uh, yeah. it's it's I'm I'm zen like and I and speaking of which I'm so happy to also see uh a meme after uh, uh a while in our subreddit by mm. by the legendary big sloth boy, fucking made my day man. This is about my tabs, so shout out yeah. to you man. The, <laughs> i.e. the messiness of it's the mind. Fucking great, yeah, it's fucking great. Love it, love it. But yeah, the but subreddit yes. also a lot of uh interesting comments about our last discussion also. Yeah, uh, man. Yeah, so I think it's a good place to. Uh, we will keep the comments there, and then you know you go check it out and 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 leave a comment also if you're interested. Hell yeah, man! Hell yeah! But yeah, so so we've got a couple of interesting topics to talk about today. But before mm. we do that, the normal the normal thing we gotta say. What is that, Terence? Is that if this podcast has at any point in time in the last one or two years touched your heart and made you think deeper about any kind of issue, please tell one person about it and get them to listen to at least one episode. And if you have touched someone else while listening to the podcast, bonus points to you because we know at least one person. <laughs> what do you mean? You know what, what I mean? mean? I mean, there was some, there was someone who, who mentioned that, I mean, the Yalabad has, has been a part of that person's uh, foreplay. Lah. You, I mean, you keep bringing you keep bringing that up like, <laughs> because I'm very nauseam, proud of it. At <laughs> nauseum, every time I think I'm I forgot about it, it then man. you always bring it back up. Man. I'm yeah. fucking proud of it, man. I'm fucking proud of it. All those years where I I I didn't even have a chance to do any foreplay, now I'm being part of someone else's foreplay, dude. That is a fucking circle of life, man. It's kind of creepy, but okay. Let's <laughs> basically, you know what you can. You can look to his search history. You probably know what he, what kind of things he's searching for. <laughs> you know, I think I think your last the last time I brought this up, your response was exactly the same. Mm. Just being creeped out by it, yeah, which makes me want out. to bring it up even more often. That's fine. That's fine. I mean, I know you. Yeah. I know you like to stick to your guns <laughs> on all the strange things that you do, and that, that, that's, that's cool. That's cool. Do you? Do you? Like they say, do you? Yeah, I'll. I will do yeah. me, man. I will do me. Mm. But yes. We're ready to get into the first topic, which I mean, you know, just now when you said like uh the in the barrage of news and all that, with this first topic, I've I'm confused. Mm. So I hope you have it more clearer in your head. It's about the the recent case of that of the wild boar who was euthanized because of its aggressive behavior. Mm, correct, yes. So I know there was a flurry of activity last weekend. Um I know that a few people were attacked, 
but I'm kind of lost on who was attacked and who the timeline of the attack. And trust me, I've tried to read a fuck mm. ton about it, but it it seems like even an NPARCS officer was bitten. Mm, correct, yeah. But what's your understanding of the whole uh, whole case? My understanding was that there was a one particular wild boar that um, it was... Uh, there were two incidents that occurred on Saturday where mm. where a wild boar injured two members of the public. Uh. And then mm. uh, since then, they've been on the lookout. A man, uh, <laughs> can't really call it a man hunt, but a hunt, a boar hunt for this particular wild boar. And uh, I think they finally, on the, it was reported like two days ago, uh, two yeah. evenings ago that they that means on on Friday evening uh, that the they wild caught ball, it on Friday evening la, right? yeah, the wild ball had been caught in Pongo and even while catching trying to catch this wild ball um, you know two I think two two officers two two NPARCS officers got injured in the process um, oh mm, so that makes sense yeah so it's been um, I mean the, and then the wild ball has been euthanized because it, it mm. poses a threat to to people um so yeah. so that means that, that means the chronology finally uh, i think i got it like so on february 20th and saturday there were two attacks right mm-hmm. then on friday uh the following friday there was another animal that was charged after being spotted hiding and that uh spotting was done by an nparks officer like, who got mm-hmm. bitten mm-hmm. right and then Friday afternoon, it got caught. Friday evening on 26 February, it got euthanized. I mm. see. Okay, okay. Now it finally makes sense, man. What, what was the confusing thing about it? I don't know. Like, because, okay, so there's a whole history of attacks of, by, by wild boars in Singapore, at least over the mm. past few years. Like, and by history, I mean, okay, it's not a ridiculous number. It's like three or four. I think the most recent one before this was in January. And then before that was November. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think I was just getting mixed up uh, between the the issues la, b- between the cases la. Mm. Um but uh but yeah, so so based on on all that, I know I know it was there were a lot of articles written about it. There were generally how you say uh, deferring comments about it. But what made you want to talk about it today? Eh? Um I think generally I was just quite surprised by the fact that uh, the wild boar was was straight away euthanized. Uh. Mm. Uh, because I mean, uh, I guess it is, is they deemed it a real threat to people who are, you know, in in residential areas in Pongo Park, you know. Um, mm. but but it, it's it's almost like um, I mean there are there are also like stray dogs around and everything, yeah. And and sometimes there are we we hear of stray dogs, you know, chasing people or even attacking them or something like that, lah. And then. Uh, rarely has it been so like wow, like twenty person, you know, manhunt to go and look for the wild boar and then straight away euthanize it. Like, like is this wild creature, you know, that wild like King Kong or something like that. So, so yeah. I was just, I, I think, yeah, I was just a bit surprised because I thought the 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 general take on things was that you know we got to learn to coexist with some of these animals in in uh in our urban environment, which was built on. On, on forests and, and other uh, kinds of uh, greenery, la, right? So we are in, yeah. in, intruding into their living territory. So it's, yeah. a, it's a bit of a... I was quite surprised uh, by this swift action uh, 
But you said there were some angry reactions and stuff like that. Well, what kind of angry reactions were people talking about? I mean, the more angry ones were the one I saw on the Facebook post by Tan Kiat Hao, mm. who is... Uh, he is the Minister of State for National Development. Mm-hmm. So people generally were saying that, okay, um, euthanize, the, the term is normally used for um, for an animal or in some countries, a human who has a terminal illness or mm. who who can't um, uh, find a way out of. I mean, death is almost the more humane choice. Yep. Right? Uh, in this case, it felt like, uh, I mean, it's it's not, it's aggressive, yes. It is also a wild animal. Mm. It's not called a boar. It's a mm. wild boar. So people are saying that, why is it just that the animal is immediately assumed to be like guilty? La, and I say that in air quotes and put down. Mm. So yeah. m- most of the comments on that Facebook post were all that sort of sentiments. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually that's a good yeah. point. Uh, that, that, that How do they 100% know that that was the animal, right? The, the exact same animal that, that did all the wrongs, that, that attacked the people. Yeah, that's the exactly. CCTV footage or something, uh. So I mean, I mean, there there was one person from two years ago who got uh, who I mean, one person who got attacked two years ago in twenty eighteen who who came out and said, you know, she can understand the the trauma of being attacked because even she had a gash on her leg. And when mm. the article came out in twenty eighteen, um, she was pregnant at the time, and she had to stress that she did not do anything to provoke the wild boar. Um, that she was using her earbuds and it attacked her from behind. La. So yes. I think in this case, yeah, uh, what was the comment you made? What was the question you said? No, like how do they know that th- this was the exact wild ball? Oh, yeah. Uh, you mean the one that was euthanized? Yeah. The yeah one, that one, I don't how know, do they know that it's the one that, that attacked those people also? La. Unless yeah. it's like, it has like a certain haircut or, or, or some defining birthmark on its skin yeah. or something. Yeah, this one, I, I don't know. So, I mean, this feels like, well, you know when we were talking a few podcasts ago about the crunchy clearing and all, right? Mm. It was like, okay, there was this that happened. There was, maybe it shouldn't have happened and it happened, so no point crying over spilled milk. Mm. Uh, and slowly, only after that, the details came out, right? In this mm. case, it feels a little too linear. Mm. Yeah, like a wild boar attack. Um, and I mean, there are a lot of wild boars in Singapore. Yeah. Don't know how they identified it. It's almost like there was no details on that and then boom, suddenly euthanized. Yeah, correct, correct. Right. But of course, you also see article, forum articles on uh, Straight Times if if you Google it saying that, you know, why can't wild boars be removed because they're a threat? Um, I think there were some people quoted in the Straight Times article, people who live in Pongo saying that they themselves have seen wild boars in the wild uh, and now they feel safer knowing that their safeguards and CCTVs all uh, on borderline, of course, parents mm. of kids. I think even a child care center. Mm. They said, yeah, like it is worrying to have these wild boars moving around. Like, because okay, so to sidetrack a bit, when you were in NS or when you have gone to parks or reserves, have you ever encountered a wild boar in Singapore? Uh, yeah, but in sort of the distance, and I never once 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 you see a wild boar, you know to kind of keep away, or go a bit further away, right? Don't, yeah. don't don't engage with it. Don't don't try not to startle it because it's fight or flight lah. They'll just like either they they run off or they'll confront you lah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, and and then and as I saw wild boars at a distance, but actually the the place where I saw wild boars closest up, which I've mentioned before lah, is yeah. is at the back of Coney Island. I think the east entrance side of Coney uh, Island, and yeah. I have literally while driving by 
spotted like Singaporeans carrying loaves of gardenia bread and just like you know throwing throwing bread at these wild boars like, that come out from the forest to to eat like. oh really yeah yeah, feeders. yeah I, think, I think you mentioned it before yeah correct yeah. oh yeah on that note I mean there have been more and more cases of people being charged for feeding wild animals in Singapore you mean charged as in as in charged in court and everything like. yeah okay not, not charged not charged that by a wild boar like. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. No, no, no. So, so that is another threat that has come out. Like, uh, I think the wildlife experts and conserver conservation experts have said that one reason why wild boars are kind of venturing more into the urban environment is yes, there's more clearing. So, if their habitats are destroyed, they are going to venture. Mm. Um, but also because there's more feeding happening, like, and there are videos posted online of people feeding wild boars, yep, and it's yep. fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like what you said, like the I, I didn't see anyone as explicit as the gardenia bread just throwing like that. But you said you saw it at Coney Island, right? Yeah, yeah. What have you? What have you? See, what What do you see in the videos? Uh, just people um like the uh wild boars eating food like like hum man food like human food. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't see the people throwing it. Uh, there was a video that went viral of this guy petting a wild boar to sleep. Yeah, and apparently yeah, he yeah. grew up in Thailand, so he's familiar with wild animals and all that. Yeah. But it just felt like just just now something you said, you know, about how like um these are these are wild animals. We are enroaching uh into their environment. So why can't it be something a little more how you say uh, uh substantial about a concerted effort to coexist with these people? Uh, mm, um mm. and it feels like well, immediately just euthanize. Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know. We have also spoken about uh this on the podcast before about people feeding wild wildlife animals, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh, yeah, I don't know, man. It feels like because whenever I think about this, I think you know, like you see these videos of people in in Yellowstone Park. Like you, you went to Yellowstone Park two yeah. years. Oh fuck, that was two years ago. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see videos of like people running on trails, uh, in the US, encountering mountain lions and all that. Yeah, and you yeah. see them; they know, like, you know what to do in the event of a bear, in the event of a mountain lion. Mm. In Singapore, I feel that whole a uh, pillar of education, right? We have never had to <laughs> deal with. Yeah, we've never. Strange enough, like we. Come, I mean, we're in the tropics, right? And then, yeah, you know, like forests, jungles are such a big part of our, of our island, right? But mm. we always feel like um, it's like this exotic, separate thing from the rest of the city. When, when honestly, we just started out as a little island. There's a lot like Pulau Ubin and that, you know. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> so it's um, yeah, it's kind of strange. Our education, just. Forgoes everything that that is around us. I mean, we we study a lot about geography of, you know, exotic locations and and things like that. But then, a lot of the stuff around us, we we a lot of us never experienced the out, the outdoors very deeply in Singapore until, like army or something, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. No, I mean, even in army, right? Did they ever tell us what the fuck to do in a wild boar attack? Yeah, I think I remember there was something about firing your blanks if you have, if you have. Blanks are fire in the air or something to startle them and get them away. <laughs> but like, but it was all theory only. <laughs> yeah. why, and honestly, you know if you misfire a blank in, in NS, you cannot charge, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so can you imagine a wild boy is there? What are the odds someone's going to have that as an instinct? Shit, should I just fire a blank with the risk of potentially getting a charge? I'm not going yeah. to... He's not going to be able to tie down the wild boy to show as proof or something, exactly, right? Exactly. So it feels like... Yeah, yeah, that whole piece of education... Uh, I think the only time we experience wildlife in primary school is at the zoo, mm. right? Mm. It never feels like it's it's in our backyard. Like. And I think growing up, I never knew Singapore had that much wildlife. I think army was fucking eye-opening. 
Um, I think before the age of the internet, like now you know you see videos of cobras and wild boars and macaques and all that. Yeah, but yeah. it feels like maybe that needs to be part of the education, man. Yeah. What do you do when there's a wild boar, a snake, a macaque, um, yeah. and and something like otherwise? Otherwise, it feels weird, yeah. Because we are what we want to be more green, also, right? Yeah, and, and I mean like um, not only on my my trips to the US or anything, but I think when I've been in Australia as well. I think the people there they generally live with a much more uh, a better understanding that um, nature and the environment are also mm. pa- are parts of things that you have to to learn how to survive and overcome la. so mm. so like basically keeping how you know keeping um wild animals off your front lawn for example they they would do things like uh you know the tra- the because the Australia is so huge, right? So, like, I don't think there's, like, daily trash collection. Like, in, mm. in Singapore, you know, Singapore, we just throw stuff in the rubbish chute and then it's cleared up by the end of the day, right? But yeah, Australia, yeah. because, like, sometimes you if you do that, if you throw out rubbish, it sits on your front lawn for a longer period. So, what they do is they, some families, they they take all the, a lot of the uh, food waste that they have that might attract wildlife and they mm. chuck it in the freezer. They freeze it, you know. Uh, oh yeah, I remember then, you telling me that. Yeah, and then after that, like on the day that they know that the trash collector is coming, then they throw it out, lah, right? Yeah, so, so it blew my mind, yeah, when you told me. Yeah, because it, it keeps. I mean, it minimizes the smell and everything, and and it makes you a little bit more conscious about the kind of waste that you generate as well, lah. And uh, yeah. that a hum, you know, human family's waste can end up being like, uh, hunting, you know, food for a big, a, a big animal or something, lah. So you don't want yeah. to attract animals to to your front your your backyard as well, right? Yeah, so and and I guess like that, and and I guess then it makes sense, right? Why Singapore is so shit at uh recycling materials, mm. you know, uh cutting down on plastic use, mm. on kind of trying to conserve or or stuff for the environment, like because I think everyone knows you should care about the environment, but in Singapore you grow up almost like in this in this little bubble, like, where. Mm. Like like what you said, I'm sure your uh the people you visited in Australia, they like they definitely how you say uh, they're more in one one with nature la, right? As yeah. as cheesy as that sounds. Yeah. And yeah. it almost feels like okay, if you don't respect nature, you go you put this stuff on your front lawn, there'll be some fucking wild animal. What what yeah. were the wildest animals around there? Uh I guess kangaroos definitely. Kangaroos would And kangaroos can be quite violent <laughs> also, right? Yeah, they can be violent, yeah. No, isn't that 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 Australian kind of like fucking Jack, uh, kangaroos, shit. Right? Them no, there's kangaroos. a kangaroo ke- capybara. Is that a Australian? I don't know. Capybara. What is that? Isn't that a marsupial in capybara? Uh, it's a rodent in Australia, like, I think. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, wait, fuck! It's <laughs> North America. Holy shit, South America. Okay, oh, yeah, okay. Kibib- wallaby, wallaby. Okay. Is it a wallaby? Uh, okay, anyway, so basically, yeah, anyway. yeah. What was the, the, the point? <laughs> no, my my point is like they are real life. Uh, con- like uh, nature will show up at your doorstep, la. Yeah. I think Singapore people are conscious of doing stuff that attracts flies or cockroaches, la. Yeah. But not like fucking mammals or snakes yeah. or anything, la. Right? Yeah. But but the the other thing also is that um, I mean, uh, as I I think I've alluded to before, I'm a very big like dog person as well. Um, mm. and I I mean I I I own I have two dogs, la. But sometimes yeah. when you when you go to certain parks in Singapore, you will encounter 
stray dogs uh, in some yeah. of these parks. And I, I'm not, I, I don't want to say these parks on air because uh, it, I, I don't want any chance of them of someone reporting where they are and then after that them getting um, them getting you know hunted down or anything like that lah, which happens yeah, apparently yeah. so I have to be a little bit paranoid mm. Mm. Uh, and most of the time they're actually very uh, they're very chill they don't really chase you or anything these are uh, wild dogs lah. yeah wild As dogs in, but they're, ter- uh, they're territorial lah. you know they, they try and protect their territory and everything like that uh, or if you do something that, that startles them they might chase you as well lah, you know Mm. Uh, which I think has happened recently to some people who are, you know, riding by or something like that. It could be also that when you ride a bicycle, maybe you're making a lot of noise, you're talking loudly or playing music, you startle them, then they chase you away, like, basically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they chase you, it's quite. it can be quite a harrowing experience because I've been on a bike before and been chased by these wild dogs and you know, it feels like they can easily jump on you even while you're riding at your full speed, like, you know. So so mm. I can get why people get kanchong probably fall off their bikes and stuff like that. Lah. Um but 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 generally if, even if something happens, uh my my stance is still that there must have been some trigger, lah, right? For these wild animals mm. to, to rather than flee, they stay and fight with you, lah, you know? Um mm. So so that, that, that's what I, I I generally try to add towards like, like even if something does happen with a dog or something like that. Let's not immediately want to have revenge on the dog. Uh. But, but but for you, like, what if your mother was the one being dragged by the wild boar by the leg, came and bit your mother's leg and oh, dragged across? Would you, would, what would you, what's your first instinct? What's the first thing you would want to do? If I saw her there. If you were there with her, like, yeah. Like. No, oh, and, yeah, this, like, and then, then the, the boar ran off like, after that. I mean, uh, it wouldn't be to go chase after hunt. the ball. <laughs> what, I you one on one? Get over here! Because, I mean, it's different from like a fucking asshole who comes and punches my mom. La. You know, mm. then I'll be like, yo, fuck that guy. I'm going to hunt him down and I'm going to yeah. punch him back in the face, la, right? Yeah, 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 correct, but correct, a wild yeah. boy, it feels like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wow, you, you fight me, I'm going to fight with you. Yeah, it just yeah. feels, I mean, so that's where, like, yeah, I think that's a that's a very interesting question to ask because mm. when you ask me and what I answer, it almost sounds ridiculous. That you know what, I'm gonna get some people together. We're gonna hunt that fucking wild boar down and fuck it up. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, right. because I mean, like if you okay, if you look at the 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 repercussions of the attack, right? I mean, mm. there's one picture I saw on Reddit where it really shows like the fucking chunk of flesh from the guy's thigh is bitten off, la. Mm. I don't know whether it's that wild boar attack, but. Wild boars are built like mini tanks and they yeah. can definitely cause damage. Yeah. But then also, without trivializing the impact, if they are biting, um, maybe there's, there's there's a bigger problem la, which mm. I hope is being addressed about how, yeah, yeah la, like maybe we are clearing stuff too fast. I don't know, maybe there's a, there's a better way to clear stuff and ensure that the population of whatever wild animals there are kind of like, See, I, 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 I don't know, but maybe it's because in the the like that crunchy forest example, and not to say that it happens a lot, but mm. it feels like if that that was one that was discovered, maybe there are mm. others that just got cleared and these these fucking wild boars. Honestly, I don't as awesome as maybe a BTO or condo maybe, I'm pretty sure a wild boar would prefer to be in the wild rather than mm. at the lobby of a BTO. La. So you're yeah. saying that the wild boars attacks are revenge attacks because of what we did to them in Crunchy, la. Eh, no so, lah. 
<laughs> so they Yo, decide they're like terrorist terrorist balls like that. No, part of me was like, uh, I mean, you ever watched the movie that's the 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 happening or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. By M Night Shyamalan, yeah. where I mean. I was gonna say there's a twist and I won't reveal, but fuck it, like if you haven't seen the happening, too bad for you, lah. Mm. There's a twist, lah, right? Uh, where it's just nature is is fighting back, lah. Mm. And in this case, I mean, we have had more and more attacks. We've had that unfortunate incident with the the tree collapsing and all that. Part of the, when I put on the tinfoil hat, I'm like, oh shit, okay, maybe maybe you need to stop and check like okay like are we putting enough resources that like on to, to look at whether we're doing it in a sustainable way mm. or is it just zero to hundred um let's just clear 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 yeah because it just feels like all this is happening in the span of a few weeks maybe it's because after covid people are out and nature is like you know what we liked it the way it is mm. the way it was so fuck you man i mean actually you you raised an interesting point I, I think um you know, we, we talk a lot about mental health these days, right? Mental health of everybody and things like that. Um, yeah. The one thing is often neglected uh, in, in in humanizing our animal compatriots, right? Like our dogs, you know, like we dress them up and and, 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 and make them look very cute and stuff like that. We never, we never think about the mental health of animals as well. Uh, in the sense that, um, you know, when you hear that, oh, this mentally, this there's this crazy person who went and shot up like you know took a gun and shot people and stuff like that then we just assign that to okay he got mental health issues like right yeah. but we never think about um, is there a possibility that animals also have mental health issues like aggressive uh, aggression and, and you know just, just attacking humans and stuff like that it could be it could be I mean, something that's even completely incurable like, right or even other than just by sedating the animal like, right yeah, because this but is I mean, a it's quite a controversial thing when it comes to dog training. Like some people advocate that all dogs are you know trainable. It's just that oh. yeah, it's just that they've been traumatized at some point or another in their life. And that's why they're they're behaving like that. Um, then there's also some people who say that you know, uh, to to say that all dogs are trainable also is kind of a bit of a generalization as well, Hmm. So so I mean. I mean, what's what's your take on it? Given that you have had dogs for a large part of your life, lah, right? No, uh, in the sense that it's true when some dogs who have had traumatic uh, events or been brought up in traumatic environments, um, mm. they can get be scarred for life. And we're talking about for the rest of their 13, 14 years of existence, they basically become aggressive to humans, uh, no matter what happens, uh. oh, mm. unless you manage to earn their trust or what, but. Even in, if you they live with you, they they love you, they'll lick you, they'll they'll protect you to the end of their days. But if your friend steps in the house, that's it. Uh, they're going for they're going to bite your friend already. <laughs> you mm. know, there's almost like I, I I mean I know of a case where, uh, where a very very nice, uh, very generous couple has been trying to take care of a, a one particular problem dog la. And they mm, become mm. totally head over heels in love with, with him and everything. And he's really adorable and has an Instagram and stuff like that. But just doesn't deal well with strangers, uh, you know, no matter what's mm. done. And then, and, and, yeah, so it's it's just, uh, what, what can you do at that point in time, like, you know? Especially if it's a wild boar that doesn't have uh, anybody to, to leash him or hold him back, you know? Yeah, because... I mean, even you told me a few weeks ago, like, because uh, you you've had a you you have a newborn in your life, mm. um, and you did tell me how your pets reacted to him, la, right? Mm, mm, mm. Which was very interesting. I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast. Which was what? I don't remember. Really. 
about uh, Luna and her tail? Oh yeah, yeah. My my dog. <laughs> one of my dogs, the the mongrel dog, is she's a little bit. Uh, I I would think she's depressed lah in the sense that she's uh, inflicting a bit of self harm on herself by like nibbling at her tail until it, like uh, her skin breaks and stuff like that. And I believe yeah. that is the stress from, you know, just having a lot of people in the house and and a lot of crying going on and stuff like that, lah. Yeah, so I mean, in some way, so so here's a, a pet in a house uh, with loving owners, right? Mm. Um, a newborn came in and she's feeling stressed, lah, right? Mm. So if you kind of extrapolate that, here's a wild animal. Who knows? Maybe what happened to uh, the wild animal or the habitat it was living in, and and if it's stressed and cornered. Yeah, that's where it feels like, you know, on one hand, we see all these videos on like, oh, you know, uh, mankind and uh, animals, you know, every animal has feelings and all that. Um, and we need to connect with them better than boom, like just gonna attack, you know what? Kill him, kill mm. it, you know, kill it. Mm. So it just feels like, I know there's a very idealistic uh, stance of like, okay, we need to be more sustainable in our development, uh, mm. looking at the harm of animals. But this one just felt like it went from zero to hundred a bit too fast la. Mm, mm, mm. a bit too fast like. it felt like they caught it on Friday afternoon no? yeah. and then Friday evening just euthanize it yeah. wow they should have like, given it a trial period like maybe they put the trace together token on it for a while like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, they, then they check whether he really he really comes clo- in close contact with other humans uh. that's every human no, exactly. on Bluetooth right? <laughs> yeah dude you just solved the problem you mentioned just now was that the wallaby or not the yeah. trace together uh, dongle should be on every wallaby yeah. that, that people come into contact with like just you know those 20 people who went to chase the wallaby get them to locate yeah. other wallabies and tag them with trace together <laughs> And then you know that whether the wild boar has been around humans, like, right? By, yeah, by checking yo, Vivian, the Bluetooth signatures. Yeah. Vivian B. Vivian B. You know, they won't complain yeah. about their data. You can turn on Bluetooth <laughs> the whole time. You know, they won't give any problems at all. Exactly. Wow. We've already wow, we already have wow, the solution, yeah. but we choose we choose to use the hammer, you know, <laughs> like let's, let's euthanize them. Exactly. Trace together. Come on. No, imagine it was the announcement, you know, the wild boar was caught on Friday afternoon. By Friday evening, it had two dongles traced together, uh, traced together <laughs> dongles and was released back into the wild. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I will stand up and slow clap wherever the fuck I was. Man. Yeah, man. Exactly. Ooh, that's called, God, that's, that's what we call thinking laterally, right? Yeah, <laughs> different, between different government agencies, they can help each other solve their problems. Huh? Yeah, oh my God, it was right under their noses. Ooh, what a yeah okay so yeah we solved it we solved the problem <laughs> this is the power of conversation just 30 minutes yeah. and we've solved we solved the problem we solved it holy shit we should become NMPs man yeah. god damn damn, damn. alright that, that's the perfect time to move on to <laughs> the next topic which also is an attempt at solving a big fucking problem yeah there's also about the moving right. the movements of people and stuff like that as well right yeah the movement so yeah so the first, the, I mean, what, what caught my eye was uh, actually a petition that was uh, started in the UK to uh, reject the government's exploration into potentially issuing vaccine passports. Mm, mm. Um, and what a vaccine passport is, from what I understand, is essentially yeah, like, like a, um, a certificate of being vaccinated so that when places in your in that country opens up, you can almost get admission based on whether you have been vaccinated or not. Yeah. 
And I think all Boris Johnson said was he was going to review vaccine certificates or passports. And within a few days, the petition garnered more than 200,000 signatures against it. Mm -hmm. And I know there are actually a fuck ton of countries that already either have or are looking into vaccine passports. I know Iceland was the first country in Europe. Israel has rolled it out pretty fast. Mm. Uh, But... But what what's your initial thoughts on that concept? Uh? But but before that, I think uh, it's uh. interesting to also note that Harish and I had our virgin COVID test experience. Oh yeah, on correct. Friday, which was pretty awesome <laughs> yeah. actually. It was it was uh. really quite something uh. um, Why uh? why why why? No, just for context, we both were invited by the you know the, the awesome people at one championship to to their first event with live audiences. Uh, since COVID happened, uh, and then mm. it was at the indoor stadium, and um, yeah, I was at first. I mean, when we found out that you had to basically a few hours before the event, you have to uh, within a few hours before the event, you have to report and go and take a COVID test, and then within half an hour of taking the COVID test, you will be SMS your result, and then after that, mm. with that with that positive or neg- I mean negative result, then you'll be allowed entry into the event, lah. So mm-hmm. it was um it sounded like it was gonna be damn super leche before the event about about how do you how do you find the whole experience? Uh, uh I mean the context is of course it was only two hundred and fifty people for the event. Mm. So uh the queues were only gonna be at most two hundred and fifty people long. Mm. But even then, right, I must say the the way it was carried out was fucking slick, man. It was professional as hell. Mm. And it was so clear. I I was I was, yeah, I was actually expecting to be like, wow, this is going to be Dempsey there's going to be some confusing thing to try and understand all. But yeah, it was yeah. pretty seamless, man. Yeah, yeah. So it was I was, I was pretty like, seamless. I was just super impressed that, that, you know, this is, I mean, if, if this is the future of, you know, live events and everything like that, uh, mm. I think Singapore, at least events in Singapore and all, is a great place to be, you know, practicing and testing, testing uh, the tolerance uh, for stuff like that, lor. You know? Yeah, and and with full disclosure, like uh, one championship did did sponsor two podcast episodes recently. But this, I mean, if the process was shit, we would have shared on it, yeah, But yeah. uh, to to whether it was one championship behind it or another entity that organized it, it was slick, la. It was yeah. slick. It was it was convenient. It was fast. Yeah. It was seamless. So it was. I mean, it, well, I'm bringing it up because it's kind of like um, you want to say vaccine passport. It's basically like you you need to get a positive test on the spot. I mean, a mm. negative test on the spot. Then you allow entry into a show, lah, right? So you mean for the vaccine passport? No, no, I'm just saying the parallels to a vaccine oh, yeah, passport. Yeah, para- uh, uh, so uh, I think, uh. Uh, like, like what I think, what they're saying in the UK is that uh, even if they don't want it internally, like within their own country, there's probably going to be some or a number of countries who will what who will insist on it, lah, right? Having some kind mm. of passport, and um. I mean, I, 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 I get that there's a lot of resistance to the vaccine, uh, to, to even wearing masks and is COVID-19 even real? Because yeah, there are people who are still questioning that, right? Um, mm. But like the, the concept of vaccine passport isn't that new either, right? Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it in your times, uh, you know, going to traveling to uh, places for, for that, that you've got mm-hmm. community service like Africa and stuff like that. Yeah, where yeah, you need yeah. to have a certain yellow certain, fever vaccine yeah, and all certain that. vaccinations yeah, yeah. and there's literally a booklet a yellow booklet that you carry with you in your passport 
that and yeah. says when you took the vaccine and things like that. La. So yeah. it's not that new a concept. La. So that's why I was a bit like, huh? why is everyone like up in arms about it? La? But I think, I mean, the the points against it also are not that far out. La. Of course, you will get some people who were saying that they will never get vaccinated because there are microchips inside there to tag us all and, yeah. and track everything about us. Yeah. But I think the ones that feel like okay there's some there's some stuff there to address like it's um okay a vaccine passport is fine if everybody has the same access to the vaccines mm, because mm. if they don't and you are mandating that people can go to certain places only if their vaccine passport in some way you are discriminating against the people who even if they wanted to get vaccinated cannot la, for whatever reason maybe the mm. cost maybe the fact that they are uh, don't fall within the Vulnerable age group or vocation mm. or demographic. Wait, wait, wait. But just to just to clarify first, uh, because I know we are yeah. living in this bubble called Singapore, where yeah. vaccines are going to be free for every uh, every Singapore citizen who wants it, like, Right? Um, yeah, yeah. In the UK, it's not right. It's not free, right? I don't think so. I think they basically don't have enough vaccines. Or I maybe it, okay. This is just uh uh how you say high level. I'm not so sure the exact numbers, but I'm pretty sure they. At this point, they don't have enough vaccines for the whole population. Like, they might be getting it at some point, but there's definitely going to be a phased approach. Even in Singapore, right? Mm. Even in Singapore, we at this point in time, instantaneously, I don't think we have enough vaccines for everyone. Correct. We might get it in due course, but at this time, we don't. Like, and because it's phased rollout, because it's, uh, how you say, progressive, at some point, there might be someone who wants to get a vaccine but cannot. Mm-hmm. Right, and this is already based on what you said. Like Singapore, I think we're going to have like vaccines for everyone, and it'll be free, right? Yeah. There are so yeah. many countries out there, uh, especially in the developing world, who might not even reach that state, la, mm-hmm. or it might be a few years time before that. Mm, correct. Right. So, so you're saying that because of that, that's why some people are uh, resisting it. Like they feel that it will be there's a unfairness in in this vaccine passport, la, by restricting people's movements because they can't afford. A vaccination. Yeah. So, so I mean, I'm, I've heard terms like two-tier society, which, I mean, I also stop and think like, okay, there are many things that result in two-tier society. Mm. Um, and I think there's no way that everything will be equal, mm. right? There are going to be two tiers for many, many things. Yeah. Uh, but we should always try and minimize it. La. So, yeah. so, I think that we, we also need to be careful not to just jump on that bandwagon and say, oh, you know, it's horrible, you know, everyone, equality for all because... Yeah, not everything. Fuck, I feel like I'm digging a hole for myself. But but it's just something that I think we all need to stop and check. But I do see some points there. Like, because, okay, for example, let's say if you're pregnant, right? Mm. Um, or if you are having some condition um, that maybe it's even based on the research and all, it's not clear whether it's going to have any harm or not. And you choose not to take it at this point. Mm. But that means you will also be losing out on a lot of other things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I think that's where uh, there's some merit because not everyone who doesn't take a one uh, doesn't take a vaccine thing doesn't want to take it because they think it's a microchip la. Correct, correct. Um, yeah. No, I mean I th- haven't. Th- there might be some valid yeah. excuses la. Like I guess yeah, definitely pregnancy or people who are, who already are very vulnerable la, Right. Um. Mm. But but doesn't that I mean uh. Doesn't that like uh defeat the whole purpose of a vaccine? I mean, the the point of a vaccine is that you need uh everyone to sacrifice a little bit for the good of the whole, the greater good, lah, right? Yeah, and yeah. And you have to put aside your worries about 
you know, various things. And also, there, I mean, it sounds very morbid to, to talk about it, but there will be some people who have allergic reactions or react very badly to vaccines, right? There will always mm. be a small number, a small percentage, uh, hopefully a small mm. percentage. So, But for the larger good and, and for herd, so-called herd immunity, it is something mm. that, that needs to be done, right? So, mm. I mean, if, if the vaccination passport is a is a way of of pushing everyone towards towards that realization uh is it really that bad a thing to 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 incentivize people to want to take a vaccine and as much as possible mm. so if you ask me uh and let's say we take it in a place like uh, singapore or like a uk who i mean uk where i assume that there's a higher chance of them getting a good amount of vaccines compared to a country that is really dealing with civil strife or civil war or something like. In those sort of instances, I'm actually for a vaccine passport. Mm. Yeah, because because I don't know, like I don't know whether it's too simplistic for me to think uh this way, but okay, a vaccine there is a danger that okay, it's it has been sped up. You know, it's a one year uh, one year research timeline where other vaccines may be longer like the example you brought up about yellow fever earlier mm-hmm. maybe people are okay with it because there have been people doing it for years and you never hear it almost feels like okay it's long enough people haven't died directly of it sure why not mm-hmm. but then to me if the concern is about putting something that could be harmful inside your body of course it goes straight into your bloodstream I mean the kind of shit that is really out there like that 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 people consume that's where I feel like, wow, fuck, is it, is it that much different? And even then, it's not, it's not level playing field. We are in the midst of a pandemic, and I and I do agree that this is one of those things that we need to get out of it sooner or later, sooner rather than later. And the vaccine, it, it feels like it will help us get there. And yeah. you can you can choose not to uh, take the vaccine, but then you lose out on some incentives. Like, and I think that's fair. I think. Yeah, and and for what about you? I mean, just from my uh, layperson understanding of of anti the anti vaxxers movement and stuff like that, like, it's a mm. lot of it is tied to because um, vaccinations were were mandated by uh, by you know authorities as a means of of uh, as a means of getting you know herd immunity within their soldiers like, for war like, right. So mm-hmm. so there is a general and then when. Like I think specifically it was, it was Napoleon la, and then specifically when when uh, the monarchy was overthrown and, and and the republic was born and stuff like that. Um mm. that's when the vaccinations also, you know, uh also became very uh very uh politicized in that way. And it was very closely associated with the old practices of the monarchy. Mm. Uh and that's why traditionally the anti-vaxxers movement has has always um vaccinations have always been very closely tied with political trust la, trust in the political mm. system that that the country uh, the place is currently in la. so that's mm-hmm. why that's why um I, I guess in the past you know four years in the US also you see a huge rise of of conspiracy theories and things like that as well and and, and mm. a lot of resistance to vaccinations and things like that la, because of mm. of mistrust of the political systems la. so mm. Just, just knowing, knowing the undercurrent behind, behind why people, you know, are anti-vaxxers or hate vaccination so much and all, it, it's a, it makes me a bit like, mm, okay, how much of, 
how much of the, the people who signed here signed because of their political beliefs as opposed to, you know, um, for a real interest in fairness, like, right? You know, like what you yeah. mentioned earlier. Yeah, and I think that that's interesting because I think in Singapore, yeah, like as much as, as we shit on the government policies and all that, I think if you can quantify my trust in the government, it's probably higher than a lot of other countries, mm. right? Uh, and I think on average it is. And I think uh, that's where if you were in a country where, okay, the government, they seem to be fucking things up and all that, maybe that that is a, a big factor as well. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, also, I think if someone starts a petition to join, a, uh, to go against the vaccine passport in Singapore and to introduce it, you know that person's going to be singled out. <laughs> <laughs> going to be singled out like shit. Um, yeah. And and it's it's not even one of those things that is as polarizing as, say, I don't know, like uh, uh, wanting to hold a live stream with mm. a, uh, how you say, well-known anti-LGBT LGBT person, which mm. I found out, actually, there was one group that wanted to do a live stream this past Saturday, you know. Oh, but really? there was a petition to sign to go against it and it got turned pulled oh, off. I but see, uh, I, I can't remember. So so it's not even that polarizing. Like I think yeah. generally now I assume that in Singapore more people actually I don't know. I don't know. You think more people in Singapore are for vaccine or against vaccine? Eh? Well I think I think in Singapore the whole uh I mean to be honest, like even for myself, I, I'm not speaking on behalf of people, but even for myself and generally our we're not as uh keenly concerned about stuff like your privacy of your information. Or your rights. <laughs> uh I mean rights, okay la, but but privacy specifically, la, I mean uh, the kind of looks that people give me when I tell them that, you know, about how I hate Facebook because of whatever privacy and things like that. Um and then I, I need to take a lot of pains to explain to to all these very smart people. So they're they're all smart people. It's just that I think in Singapore we we've we've Always, we're always kind of used to having uh, everything scrutinized. I mean, like the fact that you can even pull up your A level, your O level results on your fucking, uh, I think your your SingPass, your, what's, what's your SingPass, yeah, your SingPass app and everything holds your O level results in there. Like. I don't, I don't know why, <laughs> in what universe, I need to pull up my O level results on my phone to show people anything like that. Nah. But the fact that it's even accessible so easily like that with a few swipes. It just tells you that in Singapore, there's, there's, we just generally like, oh, okay, lor, like this information is needed. Oh, okay, lor, give, lor, show. Lor. You know, in army, like you'll be shouting out your NRIC while you're standing, while you're about to like jump off a mm. rappel down from a building and things like that. You know, mm. whereas in the US, it's like, oh, your social security number is secret. Don't tell anyone about it and things like that, you know. So mm. generally, we just have a much more view about privacy and all these issues so I don't see Singaporeans going nuts about a vaccine passport mm. I mean in some way uh, oh no Trace Together is not a vaccine passport yeah. that's the wrong analogy but yeah I think if it comes out I mean okay the, the thing actually you know like the thing about the data there was still a good number of Singaporeans who were against Trace Together mm. uh, like yeah. data being used for criminal criminal uh, investigations, right? So I think that was that was heartening to see, mm. right? I think not to say that oh, you know, no data cannot access thing. I think it's always good to have a debate on this kind of stuff, like. And the last mm. thing we want is when a policy is passed and nobody feels anything. Yeah, that's when it's like, huh? Wait, um, yeah, isn't that the Oscar Wilde statement or something? If everybody likes you, there's something wrong or something like that. Um, mm. 
So so I think that 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 balance is always good. But yeah, this vaccine passport thing, I think I think it's super interesting eh? because I I thought only Israel had rolled it out, uh, and even there they are facing some backlash. I don't know how it is in Iceland. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Iceland is one of the most homogenous countries in the world by by the, according to their gene pool. Mm. So I don't know about their political beliefs, yeah. but. Yeah, I think it's fucking interesting, man. I mean, and of course, I, I you know was, the one thing. I, I was just talking to some people over the weekend, and uh, we we're seeing we we're talking about how travel might actually resume in the near future. Um, mm. Definitely, more likely than not, it will start with like uh, between countries, uh, between mm. like like it'll be like bilateral bilateral travel kind of thing, like like how we almost had with Hong Kong, um, mm. and then it will start maybe with countries like Taiwan, New Zealand. Uh, you know, countries that uh, that have uh, seem to have COVID under control and and can handle, uh, you know, possible a possible cluster of COVID coming in and so on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, between these places, you will probably need to all be vaccinated. Then you need to wait until all both countries have, you know, have a widespread acceptance of the vaccination first before you can open up that the channel, lah. So. Mm. It's gonna be a long while before you can go to uh, less developed countries because I mean, the vaccinations are gonna reach those countries much later than than other other places lah, or they're gonna be mm. dispersed to the population much later. And even if they are dispersed, you know the mechanism of keeping track of who actually took it or isn't as robust in a lot of these places lah. The medical system is not very robust in these places. So, yeah, those if you're looking to travel to some a third world country to go backpacking and, and you think that you know it'll be easy and safe and all that and I think it's gonna be a while man like maybe at least a couple more years uh. mm. so you're saying that that it's uh, I mean in some way the vaccine passport could, could help expedite that yeah I think that's what the, the vaccine passport is meant to be it's meant to expedite like between countries okay like you your country has a vaccine passport my country has a vaccine passport Here's how here's how you check each other's passport, right? And then mm-hmm. after that, it makes it easier to get through immigration and everything, that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you if you don't find some way to standardize this uh, vaccine passport, what it's just going to be much slower for every single person to come in, la, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And 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 um, the the one thing you want to know is also that in case you get COVID in another country, like what happens, that right? Like there has to be some protocol that they have set up or what. To allow you mm. to to go back to your country and, and things like that lah. Mm. So so I think that's where, um, you know, a, a vaccine passport is just a baby step in this whole damn drawn up process of ever of us all ever traveling again lah. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I, I'm I'm curious to see how it how it develops how the discussion in the UK Parliament goes. Uh, because. Yeah, it feels like more and more countries are going to do this. I honestly won't be surprised if Singapore does this at some point. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's in the works somewhere already. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Vivian B, man. After he implements the trace together on the Wild Boss, <laughs> this will be the next project. Eh? Wild Boss. Wild, wild, wild Boss, wild man. Wild trace together. <laughs> wild Boss, yeah, correct, correct. Yep. <laughs> but yes, as we're, since we're talking cool. about... Uh, you know, uh, posit- looking positively to the future. What is your one shook thing uh, mm. in these past few days? Uh, my one shook thing has been a, a re-appreciation for an Instagrammer who I think is... is he, When I describe it, it's going to sound ridiculous, mm. but that's why it's so awesome. It's this guy who 
got famous because he used to find interesting ways to pop a balloon. Mm, oh, yes. Yeah, have you seen him? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, his, his name is J- Jan Hakon Eriksson. He's a, he's a European guy who, over the past few years, I think I came across him like a, one or two years ago and he all he does is he stands in his room, like this white wall room, probably, I mean, it's his studio, uh, and he finds the most ridiculous ways of popping balloons. Like now he has expanded to, um, I think, cracking spaghetti, uh, like using cellul- uh, uh, cellophane tape. But when I say ridiculous ways of popping balloons, right, he, he I'm just scrolling through, he has one where he has like, f- like 20 knives uh, strapped to his face and he's just bobbing his head into uh, a few different balloons. Mm. So it sounds ridiculous, but to me, this is something that, this is the kind of thing that makes me appreciate Instagram. Mm. When I see people post about their travel or food, I'm like, ah, fuck that. Yeah. But this is something that makes me appreciate Instagram because it's so ridiculous, but it's so awesome. And he's not sharing like, oh, you know, inspirational quotes or something. He's just doing something super creative. Mm. And I fucking love it. Correct. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen, awesome. I've seen it before. Like, it's quite... Yeah. Interesting contraptions uh, that he builds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of reappreciation, uh, yeah, I think uh, just building off what we were discussing earlier, at the one championship event, we mm. actually saw for the first time uh, Angela Lee's sister, sixty-year-old sister mm. Victoria Lee, mm. make her debut mm. in the professional mixed martial arts, mm. and she—I mean, no secret—she won her match. Um, I think the full fight is actually out on YouTube now. Like, if you want to go and catch it. Oh, is it? Yeah. So, I mean, throughout the match, I think Harish and I were just like, wow, shit, she's like 16 years old. Like, what were we doing when we were 16, years old, you know? Like, yeah, she's a sec four student. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and I think, like, it was really funny when after the, after her fight, she was being interviewed and they were like, oh, yeah, walk us through what was going through your mind as you were laying on this submission maneuver the end of the match. And then she was like, uh, sorry, I, I, I forgot your question. <laughs> yeah, I and can't was, remember the question. Or yeah, something, it, was so, yeah. it was exactly what a 16-year-old person would, yeah. would, react, <laughs> would react when under the spotlights and everything. So it was really yeah. quite charming. And uh, yeah, she comes from a pedigree family of, of mixed martial artists. So uh, yeah, I mean, just you can go check her out on, on YouTube. Uh, this, is, this isn't a sponsored thing or what. It's just that... Once I went to like check out her, check check her check her out on YouTube. Then, obviously, I started looking into her sister's fights and everything. And I think all of her sister's fights are also available to watch on YouTube. And and it's a Angela Lee is also pretty badass. So it's a yeah. it's worth going down that wormhole a little bit if you if you're just vaguely interested in the sport as well. And I mean, like of all the fights that that night, I think Victoria Lee's fight was the most badass man because it was the mm. only one that ended in submission, la, Right, mm. everything else lasted the distance. Yeah. But Victoria Lee, like holy shit, you look at her, you're like, wow, sec four. I mean, like it's it's crazy, la. Like, mm. uh, and her opponent was someone who's been fighting for a while and looked like, yeah, you you wouldn't want to mess with, la, But mm. god damn, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, that was a good fight, man. Yeah, so, yeah, she's uh, supposedly the future of the... I mean, she's, she's got a lot of potential uh, for the future of yeah. women's mixed martial arts uh, in, yes, in, yeah. in the region. So, let's keep a lookout for her and, and, and encourage her. Encourage yeah. her along the way. Uh. Are you playing her fight? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot my... I wasn't plugged into my laptop, so uh, yeah. uh, what you heard was just a clip from the fight. But we'll put a link in the 
in the description. Correct, correct. Yep. Oh, and, and on that note, I also, there was another fight that didn't end, that lasted the distance, but it was the first time I saw someone get KO'd in real life. Like, oh. kind of punch and then fall to the ground. Which one is that? The Wonder Girl and Buntan. No, no, but it went the distance after that, what? Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying it went oh. the distance, but that was the first time I saw someone like oh, get, get, get hit, uh, get hit and then fall and then, yeah, she got up lah. But uh, like, God, whew, that was you, that was interesting, yeah. You never hang out outside Zook on like on New Year's Eve or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> no lah, like, if I'm outside Zook, I'm probably the one on the ground puking uh, or puking. some shit like that, like Yeah. yeah you want to see people get hang. whacked and, and fall to the ground? No, 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 I never see that. Never, you see now, you see now. Yeah, yeah. Outside, outside. Uh, oh club, shit! Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was crazy, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Cool. So uh, nice way yeah. to end the weekend, yeah. We'll see everyone again. Uh, yeah. Same Talk place. Talk to you all in a bit. All right. Bye bye.